This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome back to Doing It at Home. I'm Sarah. Today we have a Doing It at Home classic for you, a favorite from 2019. Next week we will have a new episode for you. So enjoy this week's episode. If you have listened to it before, it's very likely that there is something new you will get out of it. That's how rich and dynamic all of these stories are and all of these conversations that we have in this space. You can listen two, three, four times and still get something different each time, depending on where you are or how things land and resonate. So enjoy. And in the meantime, make sure you are subscribed to the show. Make sure you're following us. Drop us a review if you feel inspired. We greatly appreciate that. If you've gotten anything out of this space and have been around a while and would like to pay it forward, would like to gift the space, would like to contribute to us having the podcast, creating the things that we do, you know, keeping the lights on, so to speak, we greatly appreciate your gifts. We graciously receive them and we intend to multiply them tenfold by all of the things that we want to give back to you and give to the community. So if you feel inspired to do that, there's links for everything that I just mentioned in the show notes. In addition, our book, which is available on Amazon, the Doing It at Home book, our merchandise, our swag, our online resources, all available for you there. So enjoy this week's episode and we will catch you next week with a new episode. Bye. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Doing It at Home podcast. Thanks so much for being here. You are awesome. We appreciate you. And heads up, reminder, as always, you can listen to us in the Parents On Demand app. So if you have not downloaded that already, I highly recommend that you do, because not only can you listen to our show, because we are a part of the Parents On Demand network, the pod network, you can listen to all the other awesome shows there as well. So go to parentsondemand.com, download the app to either your Android or iPhone, and listen listen in and let us know when you're listening too. we appreciate so much, you know, seeing the screenshots or, you know, the tags, if you post it in your feed or stories, you know, let us know what episodes you're listening to and, uh, keep doing that. So please, please, please. You can tag us. D I A H podcast is our Instagram handle. 
And if you have any questions for us, uh, suggestions for interviews or birth stories that you would like to hear, let us know as well. So you can email us hello at diahpodcast.com. And of course, don't forget you're doing it at home gear, your half babies where you make them shirt, your let's talk home birth shirt or tank or sweatshirt or hoodie. Those are all there for you on the website as well. So check out the show notes and you can get all the links to everything that I just mentioned. Okay, it's birth story time. It's really cool because we get to talk to mama and papa today. So we're chatting with Charlie and Dan Swanberg about two home birth stories, the births of their daughters, Luna and Kaya. And so we get both perspectives. We get a full breakdown of both birth stories, as well as some of the the background and context for what had them choose home birth. And Charlie's mom herself had three home births. So Charlie kind of had that understanding and exposure going in and both Uh, pregnancies went to 42 weeks, roughly. So we talk a little bit about that, as well as baby Kaya, number two, uh, coming along just four months later. So they found out they were pregnant four months after giving birth to their first daughter, Luna. So it's an amazing conversation. We have so much fun with them. And it's also a really funny thing to note that they actually live really close to where we do outside of Atlanta. And yet when we speak to them, they were on vacation on the other side of the country. So, so close yet so far away. (laughs) So we appreciate Charlie and Dan and Luna and Kaya for being a part of this conversation. I know you're going to love it. So here's a brief acknowledgement and gratitude for our sponsor. And then we're going to dive right in with Charlie and Dan. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Charlie and Dan, welcome to the podcast. How are you all? Hey, hey. doing good. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Very cool. We are excited to have both of you here today. It's always special when we got both Mama and Papa on the <laughs> on the recording with us. So thank you both for joining. Mm-hmm. Of course. Well, I don't. I don't know how much I remember. great yeah two brains always always better i think it's hysterical that we actually live close together we live in the same city and you guys are now on the other side of the country for this conversation on vacation which is awesome i want you guys to do that but it's just so funny you're like local and yet (laughs) when we talk we're in different time zones 
Right, right. We're big fans of what you guys do, so. Yes. Awesome. Well, likewise, you guys are up to some cool things in what you're doing and, you know, some of the similarities, I think, in how we even connected, um, you know, what you all are are planning as far as your your lives and careers and in service to others. So could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we both live in Georgia. We... um, we met through some friends. Uh, we're both in school to be chiropractors at Lake University. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we really, really are about that chiropractic natural lifestyle. Um, yeah, I mean, what are some of the big yeah, things about us? Pretty much, yeah. I got two kids, yeah. two oh, beautiful yeah, girls. Things. They're 13 months apart. So that, that makes wow. things definitely enjoyable and, and keep their hands full for yeah, sure. We run a busy life. That's awesome. That's, we got big smiles on our face. Yeah, it sounds, you know, it depends <laughs> on the perspective you take on it, right? Because I'm sure someone listening to that would be like, oh my God, that's a lot. But then I'm thinking, that's just mm-hmm. so full. You know, you have such a right, full, sure. you know, abundant life situation going on right now. And I just think that's amazing. Definitely. Absolutely. And truly, the busier are, the better I'm doing in school, the better <laughs> parenting I yeah. think. Like, we just keep going. Yeah. yeah. And how old are the girls? Love it. So Luna is our oldest. She's two years and four months. Our youngest, Kaya, is one year and three months. Awesome. Wow. So what what were your conversations when you all were talking about family planning? And did you always know you wanted to do a home birth? So as far as like family planning, like planning on when we were getting pregnant, uh, there was no conversation. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great. Stars aligning. Yeah. Um, but as soon as um, we knew that we were pregnant, I kind of told Dan that um, I knew that I was absolutely going to do home births. My mom, um, three out of four of her kids were home births. Um, and she would always tell us her stories of just kind of, walking around the house or, you know, driving around and then going home and popping up a leg and popping a baby out and then doing a load of laundry. (laughs) And so it was always kind of just something I knew that if I had a kid, it would be at home or at home birth center. Um, So just knew. And I told Dan, like, this is what we're doing. So you better start reading. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Study up. And Dan, how did you feel about that? How did you feel about that when uh, the home birth conversation came out? Well, it was really it was really interesting because I I was never exposed really to more, a more natural lifestyle. So I always I always thought you know yeah you're having a kid you go to the hospital it's just normally what you do and that's what's expected of you. I had no idea all the issues behind it you know not without without diving into it you know just the the things that were happening to mothers the things that were happening to babies. Mm-hmm. I just had no idea. And I was of the classic mindset of like, well, this isn't, you know, this isn't the 1800s. Why are you going to do it at home? Yeah. You know, what's <laughs> up with just going to the hospital? And, but really the overwhelming thing was I wasn't, I wasn't fearful. I wasn't worried. I just trusted her completely. She was so, you know, she was so sure about it. She, and she's so strong that I just really trusted her fully and completely on it. And, and like she said, I started reading I started researching. I the first the first thing I picked up was uh, Ida Mae Gaskin's book. Mm-hmm. So, 
and that was awesome. You know, every, everything she was doing was like, wow, this, okay, there's something to this. This is amazing. And then started reading other things and researching. And I was like, this seems like a, a much safer option. Not even, not even safer, but just better mentally, physically, emotionally for the baby and the mother. Yeah. Got it. Clear. And is this a fair statement? Because, you know, we, before we decided to do home birth, we didn't know much about home birth. And then through my pregnancy, we got introduced to the world of chiropractic. You know, it was suggested to me because I was having some discomfort in my hips and things like that. And then once we were a part of this amazing, beautiful chiropractic community, we kind of learned that it's a little bit more common to see home birth in those communities. Is that an accurate statement, you know, without a lot of data to back that up? (laughs) I, I would definitely say so because, mm-hmm. because we're coming from the mindset of the body is, um, amazingly powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we really trust the body to do its thing. So gotcha. we know, um, a woman can do it, you know, a hundred percent on, I want to say on her own, but you know, with, with the necessary support, right. um, you know, her, our bodies are amazing. So, we went in fully trusting that. And actually Dan was, didn't even know that he was going to be, uh, going to chiropractic school yet. No, at so. the time, yeah, I, I hadn't really been guided to that at that point, but I was, I was going down that road for sure. Yeah. So it's kind of a whole journey of, you know, learning how amazing the body is and for seeing, sure, yeah. seeing it firsthand. Yeah. Cause our, our chiropractor, the one that, the one that we had been going to that adjusted Charlie all through pregnancy or both pregnancies, she had home birth and it was just, she just talked about it. She hooked us up with our midwife and it was just, it, everything sort of came together to make it a really beautiful and comfortable experience. Mm, that's amazing. Yeah. What's really cool is when you can have uh, those sort of uh, home birth esque conversations with, you know, your chiropractor, with your midwives at home, it's like becomes this, this, this community and environment that you all created around yourself um, mm-hmm. had, had, you know, very similar conversations going on, very similar perspectives going on. And I, I imagine that helps as you are planning and as you're getting closer to birthday. For sure. And to normalize it a little bit, you know, when yeah. there's so many people like, what are you doing? Why yeah. would you do that to yours? I mean, Dan, Dan's coworker is like, why would you do that to her? Why are you doing that to her? And it's like, hold on, you know, this yeah. is, this is our decision. So it, it was definitely nice to have that support system of people who are like, Oh, this is totally normal. You're, you'll be fine. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Dan, what was it like when you heard like, those sort of comments from coworkers and anybody else? It was, it was frustrating just because I, I was fairly confident they weren't reading the things I was reading and they weren't researching as much as I was. Cause it, it was more the mentality of, uh, they didn't really know where we were coming from and they weren't, you know, they, they were just coming with, with their preconceived notions and what they had thought about it. And so it was sort of, I wasn't really fearful or mad. It was just more frustrating. Like, man, I wish, I wish more people could look into this. I wish more people could understand this because it became a thing of, he must be choosing this for her. You know, if, if it was up to her, she would want all the drugs. She would want, you know, a bed. She would want a hospital and a doctor. And it was like, that's so not the case. You know, this was what she chose. And I'm, I'm just fully supporting her and, and trusting her with it. So it was a little frustrating, yeah. yeah. What, what advice would you give for um, other you know, fathers or partners or just anybody listening who 
is either experiencing some of those comments right now or who will in the near future? What advice can you give them? Just stay really, really strong in what you're doing. Stay really, really grounded in what you're doing. You know, there's, there's, and with parenting, with most things you do in life, but especially parenting, every single person is going to have an opinion when it comes to being pregnant, when it comes to birth, every single person is going to have an opinion. And that's where we've gotten to this place where women are having their power taken from them because they don't, they don't have that decision to make because people are making it for them. You know, so just, just stay strong. Don't let the, don't let the opinions bring you down. Don't let them, them bring doubt into your mind. Just do research, read, and just be with your partner in this space because pregnancy is, a beautiful energetic moment of both of your lives. So just, just do this together, be together on it and, and learn. Powerful. All right. So there's going to be a Dan fan club. I fully feel that coming on. Uh, so let's drop, jump into birth stories. Cause we have two and I'd like to unpack both of them to give listeners you know, those perspectives and also give you guys the chance to, you know, connect. And I know it's always fun when Matthew and I are retelling or reliving parts of Maya's birth story. So let's do that. Let's uh, go through birth number one with baby number one, and then we'll transition into two. How does that sound? Sounds good. Good. Cool. So tell us how first birth was coming. I mean, we were at 42 weeks, right? So I'm sure there was a lot of stuff going on around that. (laughs) Yeah, so we were at, we were at forty two weeks. Um, my family is from California. My mom's like, I'm gonna be at that birth, you know. <laughs> um, so my mom and sister actually flew out probably two days after the expected date. Cause my mom's like, I know this baby's not coming for a while. I'm like, please, please get out here so that you're here though. Um, and that that was a mistake <laughs> um, because it left so much time for waiting. I mean, we were waiting for like two weeks. Um, and so we were just walking all over. She, she's having walking, 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 walking through stores. And, um, she's like cleaning my apartment and getting everything ready. Um, and I would be like walking and be like, Oh, I feel contraction. Like, I'm just super hyper aware and like super impatient. Um, So that made that kind of waiting game a little bit more difficult, just hanging on to like, it's starting, okay, Um, instead of just kind of trusting that it's going to happen when it happens. So that's how that one kicked off. Um, So finally, uh, one night, we were eating dinner, and I think, what are we watching? We were watching Silicon Valley. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we started marathoning that show. Like, we need something to do. Um, And I was, I think, just on a birth ball. um, I was painting. I I painted a lot during her, um, while I was pregnant with her. And um, just started getting the contractions. And, well, I guess we, so we call them waves. So we use that for the rest of the time. Yeah. Um, Rushes and waves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just kind of sitting there and they actually got like a little bit consistent. And so she, my mom was like, you need to go to bed. You need to go to bed. Go get rest. I'm like, Oh, I'm too excited. (laughs) Um, yeah. So that's, that's how that kicked off. Um, finally tried going to sleep. Um, 
kind of slept, kind of was restless, like called midwife. And then my mom's like, no, no, no. Um, and then everything kind of just stopped in the morning. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm like 4 or 5 a.m. Yeah. Um, so the contraction started probably around like 9 p.m., right? Yeah. That night. Yeah. Not about 9. And then just everything kind of stopped at like 5 a.m. It really didn't progress that much either. Um, and then, um, so then what did we do that day? What even happened? Um, we did a lot of walking. Yeah, we, we did a lot of water. We did a lot of walking outside. You did a lot of curb walking with one leg on the curb, one leg on the pavement. So like the uneven walking, we went and got, uh, smoothies smoothies or coffee no i think i stayed home you maybe stayed home yeah oh you and mom did yeah that. and i slept on the couch that's while... right yeah you fell asleep on the couch yeah i fell asleep watching moana yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're getting ready we're getting ready for game um but i had this like elaborate uh, i did it i had the elaborate birth plan where i was like get me flowers mm. get me fruit like have like cake pops for after like I wanted it to all be perfect like I wanted classic rock playing and I just had this idea that it was going to be pretty like um I don't know like a like a fun party story and I was going to have some like esoteric experience and it was going to be super like hippie you know (laughs) I'm seeing all the colors of the rainbow while giving birth and just yeah Uh uh-huh yeah so <laughs> it was perfect though it was it was perfect. spoiler it, it wasn't like that <laughs> it wasn't yeah it wasn't like that but I it was definitely it. still perfect I it was definitely it. still perfect for sure yeah so um contractions picked up again about Is that morning or 12 like, like 11 or 12 yeah almost noon mm-hmm. 11 or 12 ish um and i was just it, it was rough. I think I just crawled around the house the entire time. I was in so much pain and, and Dan was with me like the entire time. I don't think he ate or used the bathroom or anything, but every time I had a contraction, I was like, you gotta rub my back. You gotta rub my back. So he just pushed on my pelvis. Mm-hmm. It hurt mm-hmm. so bad. Um, like, and I just, I just couldn't surrender. I was just hanging on to every um, rush or wave. Um, and finally our training midwife came over at like four o'clock. Um, and she checked me and she was like, Oh, you're eight centimeters dilated. And I was like, cool. Then I can do this. Wow. You know? Mm, Yeah. I was like, cool. We're, we're, what's the air for? It was four. No, it was eight. It was eight because we were like, "Wow, are you serious? This is, this is about to happen? Oh my god, this is this is amazing." That wasn't too bad, you know. At this point, it was like four. Yeah, like thirteen hours, fourteen hours into yeah, it, it's been a so while. it was like it was like, "Man, okay, this has been a little while," you know. Okay, and wow, eight. This is awesome. But then, then the rest of the night was just kind of a blur of me crawling around the apartment. Like, I was I didn't do a water birth because so it was like. I have a bathtub. I'll be fine. And like hearing all the stories of my mom walking around and just throwing her leg up and having a baby and being like, cool. Um, 
I think I really left an imprint of like, this was going to be easy. And I wasn't fully mentally prepared for the marathon that birth is and how, I mean, unexpected it is. Yeah. Um, so kind of seeing my mom there, I was like kind of getting disappointed in myself. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know why this isn't going, I don't know, more smoothly. For sure. Um, and my sister was there too. So, and and the the thing one of the things that kind of threw a wrench in it was after the training midwife checked her and it was eight centimeters. Yeah. We had the we had the midwife come over, and then she checked and it was she was like, "No, you're only four. And that was like, the wind came out of the sails, man. It oh, was yeah. like, oh man, you could feel it drain from both of us. Like, oh man. Yeah. And I was, I was uh, fully convinced that I was like, I'm I'm not doing this. I I don't know what I'm gonna do though because the hospital just was not an option in my head I so I just kept crawling around the house I was completely naked um two midwives there my mom my sister Dan and I was just crawling with Dan like walking behind me pushing on my back when I had a contraction um just room to room I I don't want to say the word pathetic but that's kind of how I felt at the time I kept trying to like crawl into the bathtub but it was hard um, and I was like, I should have done a birthing pool, but at that point it was too late. And then I kept thinking, cause I, I played collegiate softball and I hated the workout <laughs> doing that. Um, so I kept thinking to myself, like, is this as bad as a college workout? Like, would I rather do that? Or would I rather give birth? Like, I kept playing that loop in my head. It was like, so I was just hyper-focusing on, um, the discomfort my body was going through. Um, so yeah, so when Beth checked me, yeah, she's, I said, you're only four. Okay. That's right. Yeah. And then about two hours went by and I told her, like, I feel like, I feel like I need to push. Um, she checked me again and And there's a little, there's a little flap of cervix left, but it wasn't enough to really obstruct anything. Mm -hmm. And I was about eight centimeters. Yeah. A little, little over eight at that point. So, um, and I, I wish we didn't focus on all these things, but I was just so in my head. Um, so she checked me and as soon as she checked me, my water broke, I rolled over my water broke Mm. on the bed and, uh, just kept crawling around after that. And then after a little bit after that, you know, you were, you kind of looked, you kind of looked at me for a second and just like, man, I, you know, you're like, how much longer, how much longer is it going to be? Cause I just don't, I just don't really know you know, if I can, I can finish doing this. And I, and I was just like, no, you can, you got this. And then she said, well, I really want to push. I just really feel like I, I really want to push right now. And then Beth said, well, sure, go ahead. If you, if you feel that way. So then it was just two amazing hours of pushing. And I know that yeah. sounds like, God, that doesn't sound amazing at all. That sounds, that sounds crazy. Just like right <laughs> on the floor in our bedroom, like at the foot of the bed, both, I mean, both midwives are kind of like coming in and out. Um, I, I think until we kind but of you, started get getting down to it, they yeah. brought out, they brought in the birth stool. Yeah, and then things got really serious, and Charlie was, she was just, you know, on the stool, but also on the ground, just just doing this primal, primal like screaming, and it wasn't. I mean, not really screaming, but like it was from a really connective ancestral primal place, and it was so 
awe-inspiring just to see the power of this natural power of a woman bringing her child in the world through this. It was, and it was just so incredible that, that she, she had mentioned to me, well, this, you really liked the pushing stage because you were actually doing something or you felt like you were actually doing something. Right. Right. As opposed to just waiting, waiting, waiting. Oh, here comes a rush. Okay. Waiting, waiting. Here comes a rush. You know, I totally it was that. actually mo- moving towards, okay, mm-hmm. here it is. This is, this is the moment I'm moving towards it. You know? Yeah. I yeah. felt like I actually finally had a little bit of control, you know, in that, yeah, like I could work harder and the baby would come mm-hmm. ideally. Um, yeah. So I was on the birth stool facing the bed, facing Dan and there was a clock there and I just kept looking. I was like, that can't be right. <laughs> Cause like it, what felt like 10 seconds to me, I swear it was like a half hour. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just, uh, yeah, we were all kind of cramped in that room. My, my sister was kind of trying to take pictures, but she didn't put the flash on the camera because she was afraid of pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, that's know, a that's fair, fear on her part. I yeah. mean, I guess you don't yeah. know how a big flashing light is going to impact a woman in the current I, situation yeah. you're in. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And I was, so I was facing Dan and just kind of embracing him. Um, and I kept passing out in between uh, contractions, not like, passing out but like falling asleep and snoring it was hilarious yeah she would go yeah it was so it was so wild that she would she'd be in this full rush and pushing and like going at it and the next second she's like laying on my shoulder snoring literally like like next second i was i was like how is that even possible and then wake up the next few seconds to have another one it was so wild Yeah, it was so funny incredibly tired yeah but and i had and i had to be annoying her because i I was like that that super supportive like T ball mom like <laughs> in between each rush like you got this you're so good you're so amazing I'm so proud of you but then you also made like the the birthing sounds with me and like oh, yeah. get me to a lower <laughs> octave and that's cool I was like keep it low keep it low you know keep it open so I was like we'd do it together like ooh you know we'd do it together it was so uh, it was really it was it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun for sure it really was a lot of fun yeah um and then. I don't know. And then, yeah, we were, she, you know, the head started coming out and she's, she had the mirror down there and, and she's like, man, you can, okay, you can see the head. And then just saying, you're doing great. You're doing great. And I think I looked once like at the mirror. I yeah. Like, okay. I, think well, I just wanted once. to see some progress. And, and I couldn't really see, I couldn't really see it too much. Cause we had, you know, the training midwife, the midwife, and then the sister. I was like, you know, what? it's not my job to watch it. It's my job to be here for her. That's what I'm doing. So I was just there for her. And then she's like, okay, you know, the head's about to come out. You don't, you don't have much. And then it was, she's like, Dan, do you want to catch, you want to catch her? I said, yes, of course. We moved you the, know. Booth, the birth chair, right? Yeah. Moved the birth chair and you like, kind of just got down. Got on my knees. Yeah. yeah. And then she's like, okay, the head's out. Put your hands down there. And I just put my hands down there. I was just like feeling. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. this is wild. And I, the, my, my first thought was just like, is that, that's what a baby feels like. Cause I, at this point, I was, I was fresh, fresh, fresh. I had never even held a baby at this point. Yeah. You know, none of my family had, had babies. None of my friends had, had babies. I never even held a baby. The oldest, the youngest kid I interacted with was about two years old at the time. So I had no experience whatsoever. 
so as soon as Luna came out, she just like landed right in my hands, but I kind of took her to the ground because I didn't want to drop her. Slippery. Okay. It's a little slippery to be fair. <laughs> And then just and then just brought her up and it was just like you brought her up. I flipped over, sat down, and like I was just done. Yeah, but she was just I I was what amazed one of the things that amazed me is that after this whole experience, Charlie was still so energetic and so present, and it was just like wow, you just went through a twenty six hour labor, and you still have this smile on your face, this energy, and that's just the power of that connection with with you and baby because you know she and i just remember really taking it in and being present moment seeing this powerful mother goddess with with our baby just breastfeeding already and like yeah i was like, what, I was like what do i do with this baby <laughs> yeah. i didn't say that but i was singing it in my head and i just kind of like put her into my like breast i was like okay you know and yeah yeah and it was just and, and it was you were exactly, crying all the oh yeah i was i was so, i was sobbing i was just like because it was at that point it was like i was so overjoyed that it had it was over number one that she had gotten through and that we had gotten through and that i was just overjoyed that nothing had happened i know that that sounds that sounds bad to kind of have that in the back of your mind but at the same time you know this is a, this is a completely new experience for me mm-hmm. i had never been exposed to this kind of thing so it was such a relief to be like man she did it she did it you know she's so i you know she might have had doubts against her people might have doubted her but look at her she she blew that shit out of the water you know she rocked it that was awesome and so i'm sobbing and also because you have a beautiful baby and like oh it's our little baby we dreamed about you every night yeah that's what we dreamed about you every night and you look exactly like we knew you would and you're perfect and so sweet. And then I was kind of bleeding a little extra. Yeah. So I got a shot of Pitocin, which she was like, she's like, I'm going to give you a shot of Pitocin just, just because, you know, you're bleeding a little bit more than I would like. And I was like, no, I can't. Like, I hate shots. You, I, you cannot give me a shot. I'm not doing this right now. Like after 26 hours of labor and pushing out a baby, I was like, do not stick that needle on me. But I got it anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I feel you, sister. I got the Pitocin shot in the leg also, so respect. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, so what were the next couple of hours like for you guys? Oh, yeah. Um, so we did – so push out the placenta. That was easy after, you know, pushing out a baby. After a baby. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, push. I'm like, oh, cool. I like this one, you know. Um <laughs> And then we, which we encapsulated the placenta, so that was kind of fun. Like, my 13-year-old sister is, like, completely in shock after watching this birth. And I'm like, go yeah. put this in the cooler. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Put it on the oh, doorstep. Wow. <laughs> Do you want to have kids anytime soon, Quinn? Nope. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Anyhow, we had a, we did, like, a little flower bath. Um, just, like, so I could wash off. And we took a cute little picture um, of Luna. Luna Ray Zephyrus yeah. Swanberg. Um, and then I just kind of went and crawled in bed and my mom had ordered pizza. At this point, it was like, she was born at 12.22 a.m. Yeah. And at this point, it was probably like 2 a.m. I crawled into bed and finally she like, my mom and um, Dan and my sister, 
Um, we were like all hanging out in the room and my older, not my older, my younger, older sister, my other sister yeah. flew in and surprised me. She didn't want to see the birth. Um, but she, when she found out I was in labor, she brought like a last minute ticket out to Georgia and like walked in. And so like, that was super touching, you know, um, to have all my close female family members right there. And, uh, we just ate salad and pizza Um, and little baby, little Luna slept and we just like were marveling over her and everything. It was awesome. We had, you know, our, our midwife. She was incredible. She was absolutely incredible. I mean, she, with, with Charlie's mom together, they had everything cleaned up. Mm -hmm. She was doing all the, all the stuff, you know, weighing, weighing Luna and doing all the tests and all that stuff, making sure she's all good. Like reflex tests. Yeah. Reflex tests and stuff like that. And then, and the placenta lady came. So so there was like all this activity, but it was like, yeah, but it was, it was just cool. It was, it was so much activity and flow. It was really great. And, and, the midwife cleaned everything up. Sheila cleaned everything up, and so we just got to we just got to live in this little bubble with our with our new little baby. And, and they both and they both helped like um, with like breastfeeding tips. Yeah. So breastfeeding was always fortunately worked out very easily for us. But it was really cool having that moment of the midwife and my mother like sitting there telling me um, all these little tips for for breastfeeding. Yeah, it was a very special moment. Yeah, a lot of powerful feminine ancient energy it was really cool. Super yeah. cool. Yeah, it does <laughs> sound really rad and groovy and all the things. Like when you describe it, it just makes me think of that's how it was for a very long time. You know, and we've just kind of mm-hmm. gotten away from mm-hmm. that over the past, you know, century or so. Uh, but for sure, that, that's what it was. Like you had your mother, you had the aunties, you had the other wise women of the village and the community coming to you and helping you and helping to raise the babies and, and nurture and love and teach and all that stuff. So that's what it makes me think of. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. And it's still like, I feel like it's still, I feel like it's still very much like that, but you have to just do a little bit more work to find that. That's a great point. Then yeah. it, sh- it should be more of a, it should be more available. And I think it is slowly, but surely, yeah. but that's exactly what it was like between our chiropractor, between our midwife, between oh, yeah. our mother. Our it was chiropractor like, came over um, a few hours later and adjusted. Yeah, adjusted Luna adjusted and, her and, her and, her and Charlie. And, yeah, it was so cool. Oh, that's awesome. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, well, if we can even handle more oxytocin, let's go in for birth number two. <laughs> yes. Okay, so somehow, four-month-old baby, we get pregnant again. Yeah, what? like, okay, well. It's actually too strong. Four um, months. Well, yeah, as a, as a disclaimer, if anybody, if anybody tells you that breastfeeding is like a natural birth control, it didn't work for us. Yeah. So, <laughs> so <laughs> just a little tidbit, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the running joke is like, aren't you going to school to be a doctor? Like, do you do you know how like construction <laughs> yeah, works? I'm like, oh my god, that. leave me alone. We, we figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny. Right after having Luna, I didn't think I would love being a mother so much. Oh, I was like in total bliss land, and I was like, there's another, there's another kid, and we're gonna have a girl, and her name's gonna be Kaya. Like, I was just like, and I don't know, like, where I heard that name or wherever. I was just like, that first month with Luna, I'm like, this is just going to happen at some point. I thought it would be, like, years and years and years, but <laughs> anyhow. Um, so, birth number two. That was a much <clears throat> different a, a much different uh, beast, for sure. Okay. So, we decided not to have my mom come out um, just because we didn't enjoy that waiting game. So we decided we just have her come out on the on the back end. But my sister Alexis, we had her come out, like just come stay with us and help us like cook and clean and get ready for the wrangle our one year old baby. Yeah. <laughs> um so how how far did we go with this one? Um about forty one weeks. Yeah, ago. about about forty one weeks I'd say. And they actually had the same like expected date. Yeah. Um with cool. a one month difference. So yeah. So she was she was due to come on March eighth. Yeah. And so it was just we had a different mindset of like, okay, we've done this before. So yeah, we kinda no know what plans. to we kinda know what to expect. We're just gonna we're gonna let go of those expectations we previously had for you know, the beautiful hippie birth and the esoteric experience, but we're gonna still capture something amazing and beautiful we're just going to let go of expectations so i you know i stayed at work when she felt contractions because we were like okay we know it's going to take a while so mm -hmm. things like that i didn't immediately rush home like oh, are you okay you know it's yeah. just like well let's just let's just go with life it's going to be good you know yeah so um i think i was i in school i was in school yeah i was mm -hmm. still in classes um and I went to one of my 7 a.m. classes. My professors were kind of like, what are you doing here? Like, like super <laughs> yeah, pregnant. Like, hey. Um, and I came home from my 7 a.m. class. And we were getting ready to go to the midwives. And I was putting on, changing my pants. And my water started leaking. Yeah. 
down my leg and this so this is a, a Wednesday. Um and I was like forty one weeks along. Yeah. So my water started kind of leaking and I was like, Oh cool, it's gonna happen today. Um, so we went into the midwife. I hadn't had any contraction zone. She was like, Cool, like we'll just, you know, be on standby like usual. Nothing different. And no contractions yeah. came. No contractions None. came. <laughs> but because my water had broke, so to speak, um, she had me taking my temperature. Yeah. Um, taking echinacea, yeah. taking vitamin C and just making note if there was anything off. Yeah, any major spikes in temperature. So we had a, we had a record, a log that we were taking her temperature every mm-hmm. hour, I think, mm-hmm. and making sure she was staying at the regimen of echinacea and vitamin C, and basically just being super mindful of of avoiding any chance of, of introducing any bacteria to the area, mm-hmm. you know, cause we were dealing with ruptured membranes at this point mm-hmm. with no contractions. So it's like, okay, well, you know, we gotta, then we gotta be careful. I think what, what did we do that that day? Cause we thought we were having a baby. Like I went and walked around Trader Joe's. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we got like, adjusted or no, we wouldn't just, maybe it was the yeah, next day no. we got adjusted. Cause that was a, it would be a Thursday. So we were walking around like I ate like a, a big grass-fed burger like I'm gonna be like so fueled and ready to go nothing happens um, <laughs> nothing <laughs> so we started watching stranger things to kind of you know we need another marathon yeah, to keep, keep my mind off things yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we started watching stranger things like throughout you know kind of in the late days and the evenings and Thursday comes around, we get adjusted, nothing really, really crazy. Just kept walking, doing the mile (laughs) circuit, still like no contractions. We get to Saturday. Flash two Saturday. And my uh, midwife texted me and was like, you know, you've gone a while with um, ruptured membranes, so to speak, like, She's like, I've done it before where we've gone a couple weeks with somebody. I think she said even as long as a month. Yeah. Wow. Um, but you have to be so vigilant. Yeah. Just to make sure you don't have any infection possibility forming. And she dropped the hospital word on me. Like, we might need to go to the hospital. And I was like, hell no. I said, there is no way. There is absolutely no way. I'm sorry. You know, Mm. not doing it. And so she's like, okay, well, how about this? She's like, how about, how about we have you do some cohosh, some black and blue cohosh? And I was like, okay, fine. We'll do that. She's like, swing by the office and she's like, and grab some, um, and we'll start that regimen tonight. I was like, okay. So we went to the farmer's market, walked around and mm-hmm. started raining super hard. I was calling my parents like, I don't know. I'm like, she said I might have to go to the hospital. What's that? Like, I'm not doing yeah. that. Oh, man. You know, and I was just, I was kind of freaked out a little bit. Um, and then the day was just filled with doing everything that I possibly could do to start labor. Like, I yeah. was eating, like, We even ate, raw I think we ate eggplant, like, yeah, like, eggplant and, and all kinds we of stuff. everything. And so I had a a beautiful friend come over and do some 
some Reiki. Yeah. Some Reiki on me, and she adjusted me, gave me some, like, Amazonite and lapis lazuli stones, and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, pulling out all stops on this one. Like, we're getting it going. Yeah. It's gonna um, happen. <laughs> yeah. Gonna Another, like, an, one of our chiropractors, like, she brought over some clary sage, no. and we were doing the pressure points, and so... Um, I actually, when I was doing the Reiki, I had this like vision, like I need to do like a fishtail in my hair. I got to get the right hair and I got to change my earrings to get, get ready for her (laughs) or or the baby. We didn't, we didn't know the gender. We didn't do ultrasounds with either. Um, so it was a total surprise. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we had a birth pool set up this time. We're like, we're going to do a water birth this time. So we had gotten a birth (laughs) pool from a previous mama and, uh, and so we had that set up and we're like, okay, just tell me when I got to start feeling it, you know, just tell me when. Right. Um, so, and, and that was on, this was on St. Patrick's day. No. Yeah. Yeah. St. Patrick's yeah. day. And uh, so I'm like, I don't want to, we usually do like a big St. Patrick's day. I'm like, I'm not doing that. So we just like ate like steak and I think Irish soda bread. Yeah. yeah. And while watching stranger things and I started the, the cohosh regimen, which was like, constant yeah like every 10 like what every 10 minutes or less you were taking dropper fulls of cohosh Mm -hmm. which my reiki friend brought over for me too she just like had it on hand she's so cool yeah um yeah i started doing that at like four i think four o'clock in the afternoon yeah Yeah, about four o'clock and so there's this like whole regimen where you like take a certain amount of drops out like every um half hour and then every 15 minutes and like and so we're outside in the living room, laying on the couch, watching Stranger Things. My sister fell asleep. Luna uh, fell asleep in the guest room. Yeah, like it was which like was like totally weird for her. Yeah, at a at a normal time, which again was <laughs> weird for her because she's a night owl. She's our night owl kid. Mm-hmm. So she that was weird for her to go to sleep at a normal time. Right. <laughs> it's like she and knew something. She knew. Yeah, like, it's I like know. she knew. It's like yeah. She's like I'm gonna I'm just gonna peace out of this one. Yeah, like no. about to get crazy. Nope. Um, and so probably I was timing my contractions or waves and not really saying anything to anyone because I was like I didn't want to like sound the alarm sort of thing (laughs) and so I was like calmly timing them and finally I think about I think they started around like 11 45 maybe and then about 12 30 I was like Dan you you gotta like start paying attention here like I think things are starting to happen like yeah and um I think they're only like five or six minutes like they just came on like a freaking train (laughs) like just hit me and I so I stood up and I was like, I'm going to go take a shower. And like, I just like both ends just let out. Like I was, I threw up and I was on the toilet and I was like, what is going on with me, Dan? And he's like, well, he's like, I've read about this. You know, usually when this happens, it means like you're going into labor really strong and fast. And I was like, okay. So I was in the bath or in the shower. And I kind of just stood against one of our dressers and did um, belly dancing, which was another thing we did to kind of get things moving and yeah, um, and whatnot. Took so, some belly dancing classes. Yeah, that's awesome. So I did some belly dancing, just like was just swaying my hips and just 
actually surrendering to the process. Um, and in between that, I was kind of just laying on the bed and then I would get up and do it. It wasn't feeling great. Um, and then about two o'clock, I was like, I think you need to call the midwife. So, um, our midwife came over again. Like, I think she came, she came over at like four o'clock, right? Yeah. Kind of. And we were, we started filling the pool or began (laughs) filling the pool at that point. Yeah. So my sister Alexis and Dan were filling the pool. And then when the midwife got there, she's like, well, you can hop in. I was like, okay. And so I got in the pool and, uh, we had know. run out of hot, we had run out of hot yeah. water because our water oh, heater, shit. like, yeah, our water heater sucked. Dang. So we had yeah, run out of hot water and, and I'm just like, oh man, this, <laughs> this is great. It's now getting cold. So we we're just like, all right, just shut it off where it is because we don't want it to get any colder. So we shut it off and then Charlie hopped in and you were only in there for what? Like, I don't even know. not even an hour, maybe an hour. I don't know. Cause I got on there. I was just shaking so bad because it was so cold. Yeah. And just and, laying back and forth in there. and Yeah, and I was just grabbing onto the side, and I was like, I, I think I have to, I think I have to push. And and uh, the training midwife was like, I do it. And I was like, really? Like, I can? It's like, only been like six hours. Are you sure? Like, it's, surely it's not going to be this quick. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah, way too fast. And um, I was like, I was like leaning over the pool, but like using the side of the birth pool which is like one of the blow up ones as like leverage to push. And so I was like about to dump all the water off. So my sister, Alexis, who wanted to be there to help with Luna um, and like cooking and taking care of everything, like all the background stuff. She now was told to hold the other side of the pool and just she was like, yeah. she was not, she was not happy about that. No, because she did not want to see the birth. She didn't want to see mm-hmm. anything. Like no. she was, she was just like, it's going to be gross. I don't want to see it. So she was very like, she was like looking the other way, kind of, of like her, her, her face. Her. I remember looking at her face. And I'm like, oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I yeah. And I think I just like pushed a yeah times and and beth's like okay well there's you know i see the head and we're like wow are you serious this is crazy and i I remember just saying like i just want to get this baby out like because it had been such it turned into such a stressful week with a um with a water breaking and kind of feeling like we were on a timeline um which in hindsight i don't know if i would have done the co-wash again or kind of just trusted because i've heard that the bag replenishes but different conversation for a different day i guess um anyhow yeah she so she was i don't know just birthed yeah, just put, she's like all right well she's coming out and like, wow <laughs> it's like okay put your hands down there so i'm in i put my hands on the water and and um and she came out and just picked her up and was just the first thing we noticed is that she was covered with so much vernix like it was mm. so thick she was like a little little white cheesy baby and it was yeah. so funny that's like she she was in no rush to come out. Yeah. She was mm-hmm. super comfortable inside. Mm-hmm. Mom was like, "Hey, I got a I got a beautiful setup in here. I'm not leaving. Are you yeah. kidding? Me? Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to get out of here." Yeah. And um, so we held her, and she was just so so waxy and beautiful. But we, and at the time, we didn't even know she was a girl. We didn't. Yeah. We were kind of like we felt she was a girl. We were we were wondering if she was a boy. We didn't know, but, and so like we didn't check her gender for like a long time we just were with her yeah finally just, alexis was like so are you gonna check yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a girl. Yeah, Kaya. Hey, baby. Like, and we just, you know, just yeah. loved her. And she had a little bit of a breathing issue. Not, I mean, it's just, it sounded like she had congestion, but. You know, we flipped her upside, we flipped her over, like you know, held her upside down, but it really didn't clear up. And then we got her adjusted. Yeah, so it was about 24 hours later. You know, we were kind of, we were kind of, uh, a little nervous because we're like, what's going on with her? Is she okay? You know, she's got this raspy breathing, this congestion, and then our chiropractor came over and adjusted her, and it cleared up immediately. Mm-hmm. She breathed beautifully and was perfect, and and. Uh, it was just like wow, it's so it's so amazing again the power of of the body and the power of, of chiropractic for us mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. and it was just that was just such an incredible thing and such a relief off of us after the super kind of a little more stressful but but in some ways just more relaxed mm-hmm. that sounds you know kind like a like an oxymoron sort of but <laughs> there was a little bit of more a little bit more surrender in this one yeah on my behalf so that was nice yeah she yeah. was born at. Six five fifty five. Yeah, I am. Or five fifteen, something like that. On the eighteenth of March, yeah. Yeah, um, and I made Lexus make me like a giant breakfast after. Yeah, and it was funny. It was like it was pretty much, pretty much right after Kyle was born. Luna woke up <laughs> and, and came out of the yeah. bedroom. So it's like I was like, well, that was perfect. You couldn't have that any, be any more perfect. Well, she had slept for like seven or eight hours. Yeah, straight, like, and that was the yeah. first time she had without nursing. And then oh, like. Yeah. She just pops out of the room, like, yeah, literally minutes or, you know, like an hour after Kyle was born. Yeah. It was just like, hey. It was like, perfect. Like, wow, you stayed asleep the entire time. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And she was super excited and they've been best friends ever since. Yeah, yep. Been best friends ever since. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, because they're so close, you know, in so many ways. That's. Yeah, you yep. That's sweet. That's very magical. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. Wow. Those are two like, <laughs> super packed, amazing stories. And to get it, you know, both your perspectives is really cool, too. I love yeah. the dance where it's like, I don't remember. What was this? Oh, what was this? You know, like that's why yeah, the right, two yeah. brains are <laughs> what really. There? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you need them both. Great in that scenario. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, everything just flies by and it's just yeah. it's like you're just going, 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 going that you just sort of. Sometimes you can forget the little details or the little moments until you think back on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. So do you have any, as we kind of come to a close here, any just words, affirmation for parents who, you know, I'm sure there are a lot who are in similar situations as you in terms of the second kiddo, very close to the first and I'm sure there's a lot of you know conversations and things to unpack around that and everyone has an opinion right like you were saying earlier Dan like everyone has an opinion on how we do our families and stuff but for any who are maybe preparing for that second birth um, or maybe just had it you know just some some words for them to empower in terms of that that journey because it sounds like you all are are rocking it (laughs) (laughs) I'm just honestly learning how to surrender and be be open to the the lessons it brings and and the challenges and and what you can learn and how you can grow from that that's that's honestly been the biggest thing for us when when we fight things um they don't go so well when we just kind of like you know let things happen and accept that this is our busy crazy life with you know back-to-back babies like things become a lot easier um 
I would say definitely um, just trust, trust in the process, trust in yourselves, trust in what you're doing and, and trust in each other. And that's, that's one of the most important things is, you know, there's, there's always, from what I've noticed and seen, there's always postpartum and that's, and that goes for, for both parties. Mm. It's just in very different ways. You know, you need, you need support from other people. You need support mm-hmm. from community. Like, don't be afraid to reach out to somebody. And this is especially important for dads because guys are like, stereotypically, I got to be strong. I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about my feelings, you know, but like, no, they, you know, as a, as a father, you have to reach out to other fathers, to other men, to each other and, and really talk about, about this. It's, it's tough being a father. It's tough dealing with, with new babies and postpartum and dealing with your, your partner, who's a new mother, because, you know, however you want to look at it, things change. They really do. Mm -hmm. You change as a person, the women change, woman changes as your partner. She changes as a mother. So it's like, it's, it's, it's something that if you are not trusting in other people or reaching out to other people, it, it, it can consume you. And that goes for mothers as well. Reach out to other mothers, reach out to other women and, and, without judgment, without opinions, just, just have each other as a community as a source of like, Hey, this is what I'm going through. You know, that's awesome. That's powerful. That's yeah, that's well put. So much for sharing all of that. And I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. Charlie and Dan, you guys are awesome. We're going to yeah. have to meet up live now. Once you're back after you're enjoying your vacation, which again, I totally, yeah, for sure. Definitely, definitely. Love that. Uh, thank you so much it. again, and yeah. thank you to the girls too. Give them our love. Of course, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Same with your little. Yeah. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved? Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs>